0: Are listening to Sweet Release with Sarah and Satzi, and today we are going to be discussing our icks and the ick. But um I also just want to take this time to say that coming up fern blocked me. Do you know who that is? She's like a crunchy mother, and she I'm pretty sure she blocked me. I'm a fan, like I just want to say I'm a fan of her work, but I commented on something and I was like, OMG, you use cane sugar? Like, just curious, you know, cause cane sugar is really bad for you. Like white cane sugar specifically, I think palm sugar or coconut sugar are like fine. Or, I mean, it's just not super good to eat a ton of sugar, you know, but cane sugar, apparently eating a teaspoon of cane sugar Lowers your body's immunity by fifty
1: percent for up to two hours. Isn't that crazy? Yes. I mean And cane I, sugar is like in everything though, I feel like. Yeah. Especially here in the United States.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I also I was reading this report this week about how this is not the subject of this episode, but this is pertinent information. The um there was like a study done where they put participants on like the typical American diet, like I don't know what it was, but like hamburgers, milkshakes, like just like typical American food, and like the amount of glucose that like we're getting from all this bread and sugar, like it lowered users' brain capacity by fifty percent. Like it made them dumb. It's so
1: scary. Yeah, it's that really is crazy. so scary. It's really crazy. Did you know that the United States has had the most COVID deaths of any country? Really? Yeah. Oh, that's really crazy. I'm not surprised. And I feel like that might be correlated as the diet because of how low our immune systems are. And also, like, we always get vaccines, like, when we're, like, two months old to six years old. We get, like, I think it's, like, 15 vaccines. Oh, my God, really? Yeah, because we have, like, two shots of varicella. We have the MMR like all of these random little things that they put into you the vitamin k shop exactly when you're born we we have like just such like um i like we build such like a high active and or i think it's called passive immunity through that but i will tell you the covid vaccine i feel like that did kind of alter me in some sort of way like my hair doesn't grow the same oh that's interesting my periods are weird I have like an adenopathy in my breast that I thought was like breast (gasps) cancer but one of my because I'm always in the hospital because I'm a student nurse um I was talking about it with one of the nurses and she was like oh that's because of the vaccine like it'll go away in like a year or so like it's fine um but yeah so I wouldn't really suggest to get the COVID booster shot especially if you have like endometriosis or some sort of like progesterone thing going on with yourself like your hormones are a little out of whack just naturally like just don't get it Like save yourself the worry because that like really messed me up (laughs) because I was so scared for so long
0: I was in a group chat with like these girls And they were like did anyone else lose their period when they got the COVID vaccine Booster and everyone was like, oh, yeah me too girl. Like it's fine Like
1: that's so scary yeah, I know. And like your period is such a sacred thing.
0: Mhm. I think it's such a a an woman.
1: Woman. it's such an
0: indication of health also. Like if your body's like healthy enough to be mm-hmm. like on a regular flow.
1: Yeah, there was this one um like spiritual influencer. You guys probably know her. She goes by The Hood Healer. She's very controversial, like, if you do know who that is, like, I don't want to get canceled for, like, bringing her up. But she did say something about periods that was, like, if your period blood is, like, getting darker and darker, like, as your period progresses, that's, like, a a bad sign that, like, you have some iron deficiency or, like, some vitamin D deficiency or you Mm -hmm. might have, like, an autoimmune disorder. And people started, like, attacking her. They're like, no, like, having dark blood, like, to the point of it being brown is actually really good and healthy. But I did, like, some research about, like, just normal blood like how the blood oxidizes and stuff and it's like no she actually does have a point but everyone was just so quick to cancel her about something like no one probably no one is a doctor like canceling her
0: yeah it's i
1: don't know it's, but it is healthy to question everything you read constantly it, question it research
0: yeah i mean it is like there are some really touchy subjects like i think especially for women An example is, Mm -hmm. like, diet and food is so personal, you know? It's so, like,
1: relevant to, like, culture and, like, upbringing and, like... No, I feel you. Like, discredit your own sense of intuition. Yeah. Because of, like, someone is telling you to do something that, like, you might not feel comfortable with. Yeah. Definitely. But, I mean, maybe, like, brown blood is okay with you. Yeah. It's, It's about the body. I mean, I don't know. There... Just listen to your own body. I think we went over that in the last podcast, and I, like, listened to that over again twice because I was like, no, this is, like, just so true. And I feel like sometimes we forget the things that we learn, and we need to constantly, like, relearn them. And that's also just, like, being a a practitioner of anything, especially, like, astrologer or a Buddhist. Anything, you need to constantly relearn it.
0: I see that role for myself in a lot of ways that, like, my job right now is just to, like, remind people of things. You know, like, it's, like, things you already know and you just, like, need someone to, like, pop up on your page and, like, remind you, you know? Yeah. I know. I really... We get too lost. I felt, like, so much pain when I was younger and I felt myself, like, moving away from the teachings. Like, I would, like, read something and I would, like, remember it feeling true for me, but it was, like, no longer feeling true for me. But, like, you can always Mm. remember, you know? You can always, like, go back to it. And that's such a great joy that we have.
1: I know this is a very common thing for women or I don't even want to use that word women anymore, but like just like people is to like go back and look at your younger self or like even you like a week ago and be like, oh my gosh, I was so much prettier back then. (laughs) Like, I think that's so funny when I see people do that or like when I hear my friends tell me that it's like you literally look the same or like, you know, nothing's changed. You're still fine yeah I mean
0: when I'm meditating a lot I look a lot younger because I feel like and like you can see it on my TikTok and on my pages like if you like scroll through and you just like see the different like phases of my life like I think I have less like tension in my face and like I'm, I'm like holding things less and like my neck is not less twitchy. I have, like, a twitchy neck. Like, I'm, like, a neck-twitching individual. Do you get that?
1: Um, I kind of, like, feel like I get what you mean. But for me, like, when I meditate or when I practice my yoga schedule, like, actually do it, like, a month long, my neck grows, like, really long. <laughs> mm, that's nice. And, like, when I stop and get off my schedule, even for, like, two weeks, like, I'll see my neck just start to, like, become decrepit.
0: It might be like tech snack, like that whole thing. I've been sleeping without a pillow. Yeah. How's that? Um, it's boring. Mm. Anyways, we're here to talk about the ick, right? What are your icks? What makes you go ick?
1: When a man drives slow. (laughs) When a man doesn't pay. (laughs) Honestly... I don't, like, that might be, like, so bad to say, but, like, if a man, I mean, that's just, like, my preference, and also, like, you have to keep your standards, like, high. That's, like, the ace of swords coming in, I feel like, is, like, keep your standards um, don't let anyone take them away from you, even if they're very opinionated and other people might think they're wrong. Those people aren't for you if they think your standards are wrong. Mm-hmm. But, like, for me, it's, like, okay, like, I will, I'll have my own money, of course, but if you're a man taking me out on a date and you want to, like, romanticize me and you want me to be a part of your life, like, show me, prove it to me why you want to be a part of my life and how you can be a part of my life. And a big part of that is, like, just showing that, like, the man is independent and can care or, like, take proper care of another person. Like, that is... And so, like, if, like, if I have to, like, pay or go half or something, like, if he asks me to, like, pay half, that's, like, an egg. It's, like, okay, I will still be friends with you, but, like, I don't want to be with you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Sarah, I'm sorry, but that's so toxic.
1: I know, it is very toxic.
0: I don't know, like, I'm really, I'm, like, exposing myself in this episode, but I was 19, dating, like, a 30-year-old man who would make me split things and, like, i think that was strange like i think that like looking back on that i was like damn you were like a whole adult like asking this like (laughs) that was from a different time but like i feel like when you live with someone it's a little different because like we like have a flow you know and also he's just a Mm -hmm. baby like he's just a baby he doesn't need to like make like a whole salary right now you know he's a student
1: (laughs) yeah that's true I mean in your case but also okay like once I'm like in a relationship with someone I will like spoil them though that's why like I like gift giving is like such a love language for me like if I know your size because I I like fashion I like to shop like I want my partner to like look good and stuff even though those things don't really matter in the long run it it enhances their confidence or it enhances our relationship because it just shows like that I'm willing to sacrifice a part of myself in order for you to um, be taken care of or for you to be uplifted in some sort of way even if it's just like a psychological confidence boost Mm -hmm. of giving someone like a new shirt or something Um, but I like really like to spoil the people that I'm with (laughs) but Mm -hmm. So I think that's why it's my ick is because it's, like, how far are you willing to go will be, like, how far I'm willing to go. And if you're willing to go, like, all in, then that's, like, good. But you can't really forget about, like, the neutrality concept as well. The net neutrality concept? Yeah, where it's, like, there is no highs and lows. Like, it needs to be very um, non-pleasurable, but also um, there's, like, a sweet spot, you know, in, in relationships I feel like. Let's say more about that. Like past the honeymoon, like past the honeymoon phase, like there is not a constant honeymoon phase. There, it's there's no such thing as like a constant honeymoon phase. And if there is, then that person is probably toxic to you, and that person is probably raising your blood pressure and um, lowering your chance of having a healthy, happy, long life <laughs> because of like the blood pressure and like you know that they give you so much anxiety. Um... But, yeah, there's, like, a sweet spot with relationships, like, you need to find. And that, like, initial concept of, like, like eating with someone and then them, like, paying for your meal, I feel like is, like, a very, like, almost a spiritual thing in a sense where it's, like, there's an understanding of, like, this sweet spot that we can reach with each other and I'm willing to extend that outward first. Mm. Yeah, I mean...
0: I'm just thinking about that i think in terms of the i want to go back to the neutrality thing you were just talking about because it really is like a flow and i do want to say like experiencing the ick i think it's like a very natural thing to do like when i was like in mm-hmm. high school i experienced it constantly with like friendships romantic interests like everyone um And I think as I've, like, gotten older and, like, worked on having, like, a more secure attachment style, it's been less, but it still is, like, an occurrence. And I think it's, like, it takes work to discern, like, the type of ick that is, like, your brain keeping you safe and, like, keeping you away from someone who you're not compatible with and the type of ick that is just, like, you shouldn't listen to it because it's, like... A reflection of the past you know like something that made you uncomfortable when you were young do you know what I mean
1: mm-hmm. yes that's a good point point. Mm,
0: and I do think also though like I'm gonna say like this one time when I was like really early on in my Buddhist journey and I I was like approaching it from the perspective of just like oh, like, give everyone whatever they want, you know. Um, Like, if someone asks for something, just give it to them. I feel like I got into this, like, situationship with someone because of that, um, who, like, I wasn't very interested in, but, like, he was really interested in me, and I was just kind of like, okay, like, let's try it, you know, whatever. And, like, I was just, like, so incompatible with him, and it was like constantly showing up for me like emotionally like I just like would be feeling like avoidant or would be feeling like it was something I didn't want and like it's good to be introspective in relationships but also like if you were feeling like repulsed towards something in a certain way like over and over again like you that just might not be the person for you you know like it's like the wrong ingredients to make the mixture it's like um mixing sugar and salt together and then like with someone else it's going to be like mixing sugar and cinnamon you know which is a delicious combination Mm
1: I love that combination so much
0: yeah I think I have trouble like an ick for me um and this is like less relevant now that I'm like older and like secure in my practice but like was always someone like liking me (laughs) do you know what I mean
1: No, I completely agree. And this is something that I've been, like, journaling a lot about, actually, is, like, because I'm trying to, like, describe my perfect man to myself or, like, a perfect partner.
0: Oh, that's a great idea.
1: Per se. You -hmm. know, like, trying to, like, find the exact type of energy that I would need in my life. And I kept on, like, coming back to this conclusion that, like, this guy needs to, like, be completely independent and he cannot be, like, so into me that it, like, disrupts his own life like he needs to like be almost a little bit like not into me in a sort of sense or like he needs to be a little bit dissatisfied with me so that there's no what is it called when you like settle for someone um Um, there needs to be like none of that like you're content with them almost or it's like it's not quite there uh, I think that's how you reach the neutral spot is like through chaos in a way
0: oh I know what you mean I think also though like in relationships like there are times when you're so together and you're like talking every day and having sex and you're so in sync and then there's like periods where like you're not talking that much you're like not seeing each other like you're not communicating as much or like going to the bed at the same time and like I think when like that first started happening with like me and Jan I was devastated by it I was like oh my god like what is wrong like what's wrong but just sort of like trusting the flows and like the natural order of things you know that things that co-apart will come back together and just will do so Mm -hmm. over and over again um and now like when we have times that are really in sync I like try to enjoy it and like not yeah. feel smothered or not feel like I like lose control and then like when the opposite happens like instead of being sad I like try to like use that time to my advantage you know
1: mm-hmm. that's kind of like a very healthy relationship I think I haven't really experienced that yet because it's usually either my relationship styles are really weird and I don't know if anyone else can relate to this but I, for me, it's either, like, I go all in on a relationship, like, I will be with this person for, like, two days in a row, like, just go on a complete bender with them. Oh, yeah. And then, and then I won't talk to them for, like, a week because, like, we'll get in, like, a minor argument and, like, that's the end of the relationship and then we'll come back together again. And that's, like, not good at all. Like, if you're in one of those, that's a bad sign that you need to just, like focus on your own energy and expanding it outward and also harvesting, like, your energy whirlpool, whirlpool in a healthy way.
0: I always but, felt... Sorry, I always felt like that sort of situation was, like, playing house. Like, it's it sort of, like, mm-hmm. pretending to have, like, it's fostered a certain level of intimacy, you know? Yeah.
1: It's definitely not real.
0: What were you going to say? But
1: going back to the ick, I've... <laughs> lived with someone before like when I was in college and I was like completely in love with this person and like I still talk to this person because like once I love someone like it's really hard for me to let them go um Pisces. but one day one day like I just did like I just like stopped loving him for some reason and it like really broke me down because mm-hmm. I was like why don't I love this person anymore? And I probably did, like, the most drastic thing ever, but I just, like, got in my car and, like, just never came back. Like, I left all of my stuff there, like, left everything, blocked him, like, went back to my mom's house and, like, just pretended, like, nothing happened. Like, I wasn't in a relationship for six months and I lived with this person. And, like, this person that I was with, like, was really, really heartbroken, like, extremely heartbroken. And, but then he eventually, like, got over it, but we didn't talk for, like, a year and That was, like, the end of it, basically, was just me moving away, blocking him. And I forgot, like, why I got the ick for it, but I just, like, didn't... I just woke up, and I was like, why am I here? Like, I want to go home.
0: (laughs) That's really not good, Sarah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Very chaotic. But that's, like, the extreme ick, and I felt that. And I know when that feeling is coming now that I know, like, okay, settle down, breathe for a second, okay sure you don't love this person but like what about tomorrow but Mm -hmm. the thing is is like when I get the ick the love never really comes back or like that like in love butterfly feeling like it will never come back once I find that ick and it doesn't have to be like a specific thing that the person does it can just be like the way that they interact with the world that I just decided not to like anymore or like for me especially like I get so dazed and confused with how with love in general, like, I love to be in love, and I know a lot of people do, like, everyone loves to be in love. I mean, maybe that's true, but, like, I think that there's, like, a thing with that energy. Like, love is such a sacred energy. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. It's so beautiful. It's the one reason why humans are humans is because of love. Like, no other species has this extreme chemical reaction inside of our brains that, like, allows us to deeply connect and to deeply explore Mm -hmm. and understand other people. But... I feel like I knew these two little
0: javelinas, like wild pigs, when I lived in the mountains, and they were in love. It was actually, it was really sweet. They would go everywhere together, and, like, I'd leave them food scraps, and the the boy would get them for the girl. But it has a really sad ending, and I'm just going to tell you. The girl got pregnant, and then the boy got eaten. And so I was, like, so worried about her. Like, she was, like, a single mother, you know, like, out in the wilderness. And, like, she, like, stopped coming to get food from me because I think she was, like, scared to go anywhere on her own. I don't know. These things happen.
1: I hope that her spirit is with him or, you know, that's a a very intense story. It's probably one of my... I think with humans. With humans? With humans, we, like, make something out of the love. I mean, I guess the product of love is another human.
0: Mm, It's complicated, though, because, like, you know, the goal is really to love someone without expectation, to love someone without possession, you know, to just, like, let them be and, like, come together when it's, like, beneficial. But that doesn't really, like, fit in nicely to, like, the hegemonic, like relationship idea that we've like set in this this society you know it's probably one of my biggest fears that someone would just wake up one day and like not love me anymore Mm -hmm. like that's scary i even feel that like yeah that's probably I wonder if for you that indicates like I don't know I mean have you had that not happen with people you say I give you the ick when I keep secrets
1: (laughs) I mean yeah but that's like a different sort of ick like you can have like your friends like you can have ick with your friends and that's like acceptable but yeah there's just like some things that like In my experience, and again, my experience is super subjective because I'm a human, but once I, like, find someone I have, like, an attraction towards or, like, there's, like, just this intimate connection that's kind of, like, inexplicable, that's, like, when I know, like, okay, I'm going to keep this person with me or, like, I'm going to start pursuing this person. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, like, there's an automatic, like, you know, there's automatic sort of, like, vibration. And it doesn't really matter if the other person feels the same way or not. In my, like, spiritual practice, I've had to, like, come to a conclusion with that. It's, like, you can't control the other person's emotions towards you, but, like, you can control your reactions towards them sort of thing. Um, But, yeah, like, I just automatically know. And, like, if I hang out with a guy for the first time and, like, that's not there, like, I probably won't talk to that person again. Mm.
0: And do you feel like you have pulling energy? Like, you, like, pull people towards you?
1: I try not to. Even though I know that that is kind of something that people do subconsciously, for sure. People, like, will manifest another person into their life and they won't even know that they did it.
0: I feel like I do that. Like, it's something I'm trying to be more aware of. It's, like, not great.
1: Yeah, especially with, like, relationships. And it might not be like so obvious in the moment when like you meet this person when you're starting to interact with this person more or when like you form some sort of deeper connection like it might not be so obvious but then it like comes time where it's like this is the energy that I attracted at that point in my life for this specific reason.
0: You know it would give me the ick actually like on honestly like these things that I'm saying like I can, like, trace them all back to, like, unhealthy, like, relationship patterns I had with my parents, or that my parents had with each other. So, like, I do want to say that. Um, But I think when people, like, don't have control over their emotional impulses, I guess, or, like, make a lot of actions based in strong emotion without, like, thinking it through, I guess um as well as people who are really unclean or I guess just like having a space where I feel uncomfortable in it you know for whatever reason mm-hmm.
1: like not you feeling safe. you know what
0: yeah I guess not feeling safe you know what really gave me the egg like if I'm being honest mm. what what Will Smith did <laughs>
1: It's so crazy. Can we just talk about, like, Jada and Will's relationship for a second? I mean, I hate having, like, an opinion mm -hmm. on it, and I think no one should have an opinion on it. But there is, like, just... It's an... Like they say, it's an open relationship, so I guess it's open for, you know, anything. There was this tweet that was, like, Will and Jada's relationship is open to everything besides jokes. (laughs) I thought that was funny.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's funny.
1: But... I, like, have, like, a theory that, like, Chris Rock, like, slept with Jada, and that's why this whole thing happened. That's just, like, a theory of mine.
0: Oh, I mean, no, he did date her. Oh, really? Like, when she was, like, just meeting Will Smith, she, like, had a thing with Chris Rock.
1: Oh, my gosh, I feel like this goes back so long. I, yeah. Yeah. That's some weird. I mean,
0: I will say, though, like, I think while it is just, like, generally not a good conversation topic to, like, talk about, like, celebrities and, like, their, like, interpersonal situations, that's, like, their job, you know, is to, like, give the public things to be, like, entertained about, like, give the public things to, like, distract them from, like, the crushing monotony of their lives, you know, and, like, if they don't feel comfortable like having their relationship be scrutinized by the public like having like jada's condition become like a joke to the public like they can retire you know i mean like it's a shame that like this is like the sort of thing that interests people like people like seeing i don't want to say downfall Mm because i don't think that's what it is but people like like knowing uncomfortable personal things about like the public figures that they follow and if that's just sort of like the job of being a celebrity or like even the job of like what we do in some ways like it just it's human nature to want to look behind the curtains and like if they don't like that they are fully eligible for retirement you know like they have many millions of dollars they like don't have to be doing this mm-hmm. but like I think they like it You know, I think, like, a lot of celebrities, like, or maybe like it is too, like, extreme of an accusation, but they, like, they, like, want to keep making money. They, like, want to keep getting attention. They, like, want to keep, like, going to these awards things and, like, getting liposuction in their arms and wearing, like, $20,000 gowns, you know? And, like, by all means, keep doing that. But, like, when your husband, like, attacks someone on camera, like... people are gonna have things to say about it you
1: know oh yeah for sure especially because it's like the oscars like everyone is watching the oscars it's obviously going to be in the news how could you expect to keep this like in your circle like that's impossible um but something like else that's like kind of like esoterically related to this whole slapping situation is apparently chris rock told I think it was Denzel Washington or something like behind the stage like oh I loved you in Hamilton and there's like a thing that's like if you say Hamilton when you're in a theater Hamlet oh Hamlet not Hamilton Hamlet yeah (laughs) Hamilton. (laughs) (laughs) Hamlet (laughs) then you will have some sort of like it's, like, a bad omen, like, something bad will happen to you. And, like, Chris Rock got slapped. Yeah,
0: you just said it in
1: this podcast. <laughs> I'm not in a theater. It has to be said in a theater. I feel
0: like it's kind of a theater. I feel like it's, like, a recording studio. It's, like, the same thing.
1: No, I don't think so.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it. I'll say Hamlet, too, just so we can, like, be even on the bad luck.
1: Okay. I mean, I don't think Yeah, I want to... Hmm?
0: Yeah i don't i don't think it's bad either we should talk about rahu and ketu for a second
1: they're so Cause hard been, to talk about
0: they've been they've been eating my butt you guys oh my
1: like. God. it's so funny i love rahu and ketu so much i feel like they're just like demonic energies in everyone's birth chart and people just look at it as points of destiny or points of fate or how you enter this world and how you exit this world like okay guys but they're basically just like two demons that kind of like suck up the light because the, that's where the eclipses happen and eclipse season is coming up so we're all about to get very acquainted with them um so yeah
0: north node versus south node energy
1: i am the south node what am i can i be the north node yeah i guess you're more north node
0: Wait, so what are Rahu and Ketu, and what are the seven hermetics?
1: Well, they're kind of like completely separate uh, schools of thought, because Rahu and Ketu is more like Eastern Vedic principles, whereas the seven hermetic principles, principles is like an old Grecian thing that apparently Hermes Trismegistus, which was this person that lived, but Um, He was also, like, a god at the same time, or, like, he was appointed by the gods, and there's not really, like, any... And he wrote, like, three books, like, three very important books that, like, all teach about, like, the ancient principles of life, and um, just, like, a lot of, like, the basis of, like, Western philosophy, I guess. Um, But he was, like, a god. He was Hermes, you know? He was Mercury. But they don't really Mm -hmm. know if this person, like, really existed. It's kind of like Jesus. Like, they don't know if they existed, but, like, we have, like, his teachings and stuff as well. And it's so funny because... Um, it's not funny but it's just like coincidental that like every sort of like world religion has their own sort of like Jesus where it's like we don't know if they actually existed but we have their teachings and they're pretty like morally accurate you know well the, the Buddha existed yeah and
0: Jesus was a Buddha yes I mean that's what a lot of people think at least I mean like during the 40 days and 40 nights that he sat in the desert, like, I think a lot of, like, religious scholars have interpreted that of him as him, like, going to India and meditating
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, like, reaching enlightenment, which I think is so interesting.
1: And also, um, the three days of death and then resurrection, like, that number three and also just, like, a rebirth of something is also in, um... I don't think the Buddha had that but I know Ra from the Egyptian book of the dead had that same sort of like resurrection after three days um so yeah
0: so Rahu is the dragon head and Ketu is the dragon tail yes and Ketu is like dragging you into the underworld like into like your past incarnations into like like the things you've tried to leave behind or like ascend from and rahu is more representative like of that ascension like of what you're trying to reach for
1: yeah i would say that's kind of like an accurate statement of that k2 is um k2 is like the uncontrollable dragon tail like they're and you're not really conscious of like k2's energy sometimes that's why it's ba- that the, that's why it has like a um, like, a spiritual endeavor to, like, understand K2s because it's, like, you're not, like, your deepest subconscious, but it's just, like, something that was kind of, like, given to you in this life that you're really good at for no reason, or it's, like, where talents are found. It's also where, like, your aesthetic is found, like, your natural style. Um, so if you want to know more about, like, your K2, just, like, google people who, like, have your K2 placement, and that, like, type of aesthetic or that type of energy is probably something that you might feel really comfortable with or whatever. So, like, for us, it's Pisces. And obviously we're very comfortable talking about spirituality and what's beyond the veil and how to get there and um you know explorative qualities that Pisces have to offer. But um Rahu is like the demon that is constantly eating, consuming, going forward. It's like creating the material whereas K2 is like just sitting with the material. So you have to, like, balance it out because they're both evil entities on their own. That's why you have to be used in tandem. Mm -hmm. You have to be, like, in the center of it and balance it. So, and I feel like that's...
0: Well, what does Rahu indicate? Sorry.
1: Rahu can be, like, extreme seduction or extreme fame or an enhancement of something. Or there's, like, this beauty, this glamour, this illusion, this untruthfulness to it. um, Where Ketu is kind of, like, the raw realness behind that. Or it's, like, what is the decay of whatever Rahu consumes, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah, Rahu is definitely more um, artificial, whereas k2 is less. It's more real. Um, but at the same time, they're both evil. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah. I see. And we're going into eclipse season. I mean, our next new moon will be an eclipse. So this is kind of like our last sort of like push forward and kind of fitting because it was with chiron which has to do with like wounds and understanding what needs to be done in order to heal last night yeah
0: oh my god yeah i was crazy last night
1: (laughs) you're so you're so lunar Satsi. like everything about you is just like the moon
0: i'm really trying to be less like pulled by it though or just like in general like for like a long time it was like important for me to just like surrender to like the forces of the world and like let them like take me to like highs and lows but like it's just not good to be in all these extremes I need to like pull all the winds down to my belly and like hold them there you know yeah yeah Um, I mean, that's what, that's what masters say you're supposed to focus on, like, first in your practice, is, like, being able to hold all the winds and all the moving energies, like, in your, like, navel, like, under your belly button and, like, keep them there.
1: I feel like men have more solar plexus energy and women have, like, belly energy.
0: Oh, yeah, my belly is, like, really blocked, though. Like, I get, if I, like, see something painful, like, out in the world, you know, like, I just, like, witness something that hurts me, I, like, hold it in my stomach and it starts burning and I have to go home and, like, ask it to leave.
1: Mm -hmm. For me, like, I feel something, like, in my chest Mm
0: -hmm.
1: or in my throat. That
0: makes sense for you. Oh, I get, I get the throat, my, my throat chakra is very active, like it burns after I'm like making a lot of stuff and I have to drink some avocado smoothie. Mmm,
1: avocado is so bomb. I was like just thinking about it the other day, how like in other countries, avocado is like a fruit in America. It's like you put on your burgers and stuff. It's like Americans are so unhealthy. Yeah, that is funny. Unhealthy.
0: I mean, it doesn't sit right with me on a burger. Like, I never like that.
1: I wish we can just go back to, like, avocados being a fruit.
0: Do you ever witness people existing as, like, high raw vegans?
1: Assisting high what?
0: Existing as, like, fruitarians and, like, high raw vegans and, like, they're, like, today for breakfast i ate 20 bananas
1: oh yeah there's this girl on tiktok who has like a full course like 16 dish meal and she'll like just eat that for breakfast but she seems really healthy and her hair looks really amazing so there has to be something to that or her body just works better with that i mean
0: yeah yeah i mean i don't think there's like a right way to live and like i think anyone tells you in this life like this is the right way to live like you should question that you should raise your eyebrow towards that Mm -hmm. but like I don't know I mean where I live like we're really selective about eating things without GMOs that are like organic and like to be honest I wasn't raised like that at all but Jan was and so it's like become a part of my life but like fruit is freaking expensive like fruit is a luxury like organic like high microbial fruit is like I don't know and like different people have different like things offered to them you know different strengths but like I think it must be so nice to like live in a world where you can like wake up and get fruit off your tree Mm. you know and that is the reality for a lot of people
1: I wish that was my reality. One day it will be. I really want yeah, chickens. Yeah, one day. Like I want to own chickens.
0: Chickens Yeah, but chickens are kind of scary.
1: Yeah, they have a weird energy. They
0: have a lot they have rahu.
1: I would say they have more They tell
0: me I'm wrong.
1: I would say they have more K2 energy because they're excreting something. And is about like excretion. The
0: The poops?
1: they have eggs eggs. yeah
0: yeah but like so do we you know like i don't think it's like a big deal for a chicken to lay an egg like i think we just think that because like that's what we use them for Mm. maybe i guess we should ask them
1: yeah anyways let's let's switch on to something else i think that should we talk about the seven hermetic principles
0: Yeah, I want to hear about that from you.
1: I mean, I just want to learn about that. (laughs) There's... I feel like this is something that, like, a lot of people should know about. And I feel like not a lot of people do for some reason, but I feel like we unconsciously do. Like, there's probably a lot of Buddhist teachings about this that you probably know about. Or, like, just in Christianity as well. There's, like, hints of this sort of, like, flavor in every single religion and stuff. Um... But the seven hermetic principles I think is really cool because the reason why you should know them is because it increases your free will. You know, like we're only given so much free will in this life, which is like something that I believe in. But um, in order to, like, bargain with the gods and in order to be, like, I don't want this fate anymore, like, I don't want to get married to this person and have this kid and, like, have this traditional family, like, I want more out of something, then you should know the seven hermetic principles because then you will get the attention of the gods and they'll start to listen to you or they'll have the emotional capacity to kind of, like, shift that for you because you're able to understand something that, like, humans aren't really, like, meant to understand because if you think about, like, the seven hermetic principles, like, it's just too, like, esoteric in a way where it's, like, you can't be constantly, like, thinking about it all the time, but if you have it memorized in yourself and, like, you understand it um, when you're, like, doing your daily things or whatever, then the gods will be like, okay, let's talk about it. Let's bargain with your fate. And that's why I learned it because I personally don't... I When I read my birth chart for the first time and I was, like, 17 years old... I like cried and I got horrified because I was like I don't want this for myself and I started googling like planetary magic like how to remediate your fate and the only thing that I can like come up with I mean there's other things too like you can go into like the Thelemic stuff where it's like Aleister Crowley um, and getting your holy guardian angel to come down to earth and to kind of like provide you with things which is Mm. how people think that people become famous and stuff like that but it's also like this unconscious will that comes with it and some people's fate is just to be famous and to just live that life and that can be argued with like the karma that they did in their past life but that's what i started learning i that.
0: feel like it's so annoying to get your angel to come like your angel is like in heaven for a reason you know and like if you're like throwing a tantrum and you're like can you please come here <laughs> like
1: <laughs> yeah but there's um there's this bro- book called the Abraham, ellen and it was it was found, I think. It wasn't, like, written or anything, but I think, like, a German philosopher found it, like, in ancient Israel or something. And it was, like, this one kind of, like, ingredient book or, like, this, like, routine that you have to follow for, like, a year where you have to, like, just sit. It's, like, literally sit in a dark room and only eat pomegranate seeds for, like, a year. And um, you cannot mm. look at the window. Like, don't look at the window because the windows And the window is supposed to be, like, on the east side and because that's where, like, the... Um, the holy and guardian angel is going to, like, come in from and you can't look at it. Um, And when the holy guardian angel comes, like, it's going to tap your shoulder, kind of like how God did in Genesis to, uh, I think it was, like, Abraham or something before he was about to sacrifice Isaac. So, like, there's this sort of, like, build-up to that where, like, you have to be incredibly, like, disciplined to, like, not look out the window, only sit down in your dark room. The room cannot have anything else in it besides a chair and, like, a a candle or something like that. It's really intense. Oh, that sounds nice. Yeah, and (laughs) Aleister Crowley did it. Um, And that's why he was, like, uh, that's why I feel like he is so memorable now is because he contacted his guardian angel and they provided for him, like, a lifelong legacy of something. Um, Well, who was Aleister Crowley? A very controversial occultist. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast and you know who Aleister Crowley is, you probably have an opinion on him because he is a very, like, polarizing character. He used to, like trigger warning, like eat his own feces and stuff like that or like he was just a weird guy that was born rich actually. Like rich and I think he's like from Europe, some country in Europe. I don't know if it was like Germany or if it was Europe or like uh England or something. I think it was England. But he um had like a bunch of like followers like he got a lot of followers and he used to like take girls to egypt and he would go inside of like the egyptian pyramids and like perform like these avant-garde style like spells and stuff because he was like a a practicing witchcraft basically and like that's what his followers are called are like selemas or thelemites so oh i've heard that word before yeah it's kind of like a polarizing topic in the occult world um, I don't really consider myself a Thelemist or Thelemite, even though, like, I do read a lot of Aleister Crowley because I think that there's wisdom in everyone, especially someone who had that much dedication to do the holy guardian angel thing.
0: But, yeah, imagine, like, you're the mother of Aleister Crowley and, like, they're like, what's your son up to right now? And you're like, oh, he's just sitting in a room with a candle in a chair eating pomegranate seeds. Like, he's
1: just really, like, focusing on himself right now. <laughs> like... <laughs> Well, he had the ability to do that because his parents were, like, well off. Yeah.
0: I wonder what the karma is, though, that comes with, like,
1: demanding something. That's why I think learning the seven hermetic principles and, like, memorizing them and, like, being on, like, a path of uh, mindfulness and, like, you know, just being, like, a person that can, like, start to understand, like, these abstract concepts that the universe has laid out for us. I mean, even if you don't believe in gods or that sort of thing, or, like, that there's energies pulling us in certain directions that you can't understand, and if you're, like, a total, like, free will person, like, even then so, like, learning the seven hermetic principles will guarantee you on a life of fulfillment just because of the truth about it. You'll see. Well, let's let's hear them. Okay, so... Hermes Trismegistus also says that this is like the absolute truth. Like these seven Hermetic Principles is the absolute law. Um and it was like one of the first books kind of like ever written. I know the the Book of the Dead from Egypt was like one of the first ones ever, ever no no, sorry, that's wrong. The ba- The Bhagavad Gita. And in that book they say about all of the 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 Yugas, like how right now we're in Kali Yuga.
0: right now we're in Kali yuga Mm -hmm. what does that mean oh my gosh i love kali yeah kali kali is the best when i lived in when i lived in india i lived across from this kali temple and people would sleep there at night and when i was walking back to the temple that i lived at in the dark underneath the kali sign the the Mera kali Mm -hmm. and then it would just be all these eyes in the dark
1: sorry go on i want to meet i can't wait to meet kali when i die I can meet her right now don't you have to go through she's some... on this podcast don't you have to go through like a near-death experience to meet her
0: from my understanding and like you know i'm not an expert by any means on this but like from like people i've met who worships kali is like she protects women who've been destroyed mm. like whether that be like your reputation or your life or like your, like, vision of yourself, your presence, like, sort of how um, Shiva has, like, the destructive energy, like. Can we get back to the, the seven hermetic principles? I just don't really feel qualified to talk so much about Kali.
1: Yeah. Okay, so, again, like, the absolute truth is what it's, like, called. And it's kind of, like, yeah, so just memorize these, do what you want with it. I'm going to tell them in no specific order, by the way. There's an order to them, but I don't, re- I don't like, write them out that much. I mean, I have the book, but it's kind of, like, I don't want to go get it right now. I just, like, have my notebook because I'm constantly writing these out, by the way, because I, again, like, I'm someone who, like, needs free will because my life is so linear in some ways because I just have to, like, mm-hmm. accept some things from how they are, and I don't want to do that. So, first is the principle... Why not? Huh? Why not? Because I have, like, my soul is so... Like, my true self, like, my inner self is, like, so fiery. And all I want to do is, like, entertain. And what I want to do is, like, just be more than what my birth chart, like, promises me. Like, I am more than just a Pisces stellium. I mean, granted, Pisces stelliums are so cool and stuff. But it's, like, no. Like, I am more than that. Um... But let's get into it. So first is the principle of mentalism, which I'm pretty sure a lot of us have already kind of like unconsciously mastered, but you should consciously master this. It's the fact that thoughts create cause or like your thoughts like influence the outcome of something or that you can manifest people. Um, so once you like bring this out of your subconscious and into your conscious, there's, um, you have like more will with the world or like you bring your free will in faster or even like your fate in faster because you're able to like... Uh, like your thoughts like influence it in some way um the second one is the principle of polarity which is um everything is like a half truth and everything is also like a pair like things come like a pair which is kind of why i think the book kind of mentions this like very briefly but like I said in like one of the other podcasts it's like when you enter heaven or like when you enter like the gates of like another world like you enter it with someone else or, like you enter it with like a pair mm. of someone else and that's like the principle of polarity is like everything comes in twos or like there's um there's like a half truth to everything like in every statement like you can point something out that I'm saying wrong right now but you can also point out something that I'm saying right at the same time that's the, the law of polarity Third one is the principle of correspondence, which is basically saying, like, everything kind of, like, influences everything. The planets influence what's going on here on Earth. Um, As, like, when you don't have something within you, there's something without you. Like, as within, so without, or so without, as within sort of thing. It's kind of, like, corresponding energies are always around you. Or, again, just the planets are influencing us. That's kind of, like, the basis of this. I feel
0: like... On that note, like, an indication that something you want is coming in for you is, like, you meet someone who has it or become close to someone who has it?
1: Maybe. I think that could be kind of, like, argued, yeah, because it's something that you have within you like if you point out something that you don't like with within someone like you probably have that like you you probably like subconsciously don't Mm. like that about yourself like I don't like that you keep secrets but like I keep secrets too and like I don't like that I do that also um and I don't like that you're flaky but I'm not flaky
0: I'm really not Oh, I mean, like, I guess there's, like, a story that could be told about me being flaky, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's all just stories. <laughs> Anyways, go on, go on.
1: Um, And then there's the principle of vibration, which is, like, everything moves, like, everything is vibrating. I mean, and that, like, is so interesting because this was written, like, this Hermes Trismegistus had no knowledge that we know of, of, like, quantum physics and how everything is, like, actually vibrating, like, if you zoom in onto something, you'll see it kind of, like, you know, bobbling back and forth erratically, and, like, it has, like, a nucleus, and, like, the electrons are, like, a cloud around it, like, that's, that's just, like, what is it, Newtonian physics, like, when you get into something super closely, like, that's the law of vibration, that everything is constantly moving, so I guess, like, in, Mm. um, a way is, like, things are constantly changing and evolving as well, and, this can even be said, the book goes on and says, like, your fate is also constantly changing. Not, like, the destination of your fate. Like, there's still going to be, like, the same place that you arrive to. But, like, your journey is constantly wiggling around and moving around. So that's, like, the change that's happening. And that's also something that you need to understand mm-hmm. is, like, that can also be changed. And if you bargain with the gods or if you change your motivation or if you get a sudden insight that, like, something needs to be changed, that's also, like, the gods communicating with you too in accordance of the law of vibration is like if you're moving your vibration you're pushing yourself in a different way so yeah and then the principle of rhythm is basically like my favorite like my favorite principle of this and it's like something that like I love so much to think about because it's just so true like everyone has a downfall The pendulum must swing there. There is no such thing as like someone Mm. constantly being on a high. Like there's a roller coaster. Like as soon as you start feeling super, super good, like, okay, that's going to last maybe like a week or like a month, maybe even a year, you know, like depends on how much like goodness is coming towards you. But eventually your crown will fall or the crown will become heavy and you will go down spiral or, you know, there's always like the pendulum is always coming back and forth there's, like, a rhythm to this world.
0: Yeah. That's the universe's sickest joke. Mm -hmm. It's, like, if you feel good right now, best believe you won't feel good soon. Yeah.
1: It's kind of, like... I mean, and that's why, like when you understand this you can like find that sort of like standard deviation of like what's in the middle of it to like try to keep that same Mm -hmm. high where it's like okay my body this body this mind might experience those highs and lows but this soul is at the standard this soul is at the and like that's something that you should learn from this principle is the is that there's a rhythm to things but like you're also in your own rhythm and like you can dance in your own on your own roller coaster or whatever I don't know. Um, And then there's the principle of cause and effect, which is basically, like, chance is just another name for the law. Mm. There's no such things as coincidences. Cause and effect. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think a good way to understand this principle is by watching The Butterfly Effect with Ashton Kutcher. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen that movie? No, I haven't. I'm going to prescribe you to watch that because I think it's really interesting. It's, like, one of my favorite movies just because of this. Um, But there's, like, every single, like, action has a reaction. There's, like, um, you know, (laughs) this is, like, so funny. But, like, Will Smith changed the timeline with that slap. And this is kind of like an ode to this seventh hermetic principle or like the sixth hermetic principle of cause and effect is like there's there was like a reaction towards that like the whole world kind of like changed their viewpoints on alopecia and like now everyone is going to associate alopecia with jada and will like there's going to be like it just caused mm-hmm. like such a ripple in the timeline and that's that's like what's meant to happen though is like there these ripples that cause and affect things and or that affect things so
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah, and that's, like... Yeah, I mean,
0: every single choice you make is, like, branching out into the unknown. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, And then the seventh one is the principle of gender, which is only matters on a material plane in certain ways. But it also is more about, like, being receptive and then being, um, like, giving something to someone else. So it's, like, there's an input and an output, or, like, there's a plug, if you think about it. It doesn't have to be, like, oh, I have a, this sort of genitalia or whatever. It, that, that's not, like, the sure. point of it, because also Hermes was completely androgynous and, like, completely, like, bisexual and di- didn't really have any affinity towards any gender. Like, that's what his, um, or I call him his, but it's more of, like, a they, I guess. But that's, like, their, like, outlook. It's, it's not, like, about that it's not about like what we socially constricted humans think what gender is there's like a broader term of what gender is where it's like output and input or think like the sun and the moon the sun is giving the moon is receiving there's this more of like a yangish quality to things and there's like a yin quality Mm -hmm. to things where um yeah giving
0: versus receiving
1: yeah i think that's the only like kind of way that you can like put it into it because it's more like a visual thing that you have to see but also like your thoughts at the same time are like kind of gendered in certain ways like you are kind of like giving advice to someone and that's like the yang energy and then like you're receiving advice to someone that's like the yin energy but like Mm -mm. yeah I hope I explained that right yeah I think you did
0: a great job thank you
1: um Yeah, and that's, like, one... Yeah, so, like, once you, like, know those, you can start to bargain with the gods or start to bargain with the universe or whatever you believe in. Like, sometimes I don't even believe in anything, which is fine. I think, like, your beliefs should change frequently. Um, They should flow. Yeah, they should be in rhythm. Um, But... If you want to bargain with the gods, you have to know those first. And then what? And then- Is that for another time? No, and then you enter the heart of the sun and you, you, um, you start to kind of, they start to, like, evaluate you. Like, you're on a jury. Like, there's the jury, which is, like, the, the other gods, or, like, the lesser gods. And then there's, like, Zeus and Hera. I guess I'm just trying to paint an image in your head. How do
0: they, how do they evaluate me?
1: Will they say like, well, do you know the principles of life? Like, are you acquainted with them? Do you put them into your work? Are you passionate about something? Do you have um, a plan what you want to do with your life? Like, what what fate do you want to choose? Like, how can we make it so that your fate is something desirable mm-hmm. for you, um, something that you can like live happily with and. Yeah, and you can do this several times in your life. You can do it all the time. Like, I do this every single night. (laughs) Because... Really? I mean, I try to. Like, when I'm meditating, I try to, like, picture myself, like, in Mount Olympus. Just kind of, like... And I think everyone kind of, like, needs that kind of, like, fairy tale area to go to. Even if it's completely delusional. It still aids to my soul. Mm -hmm. And, like, it still is something that, like, I find comforting. Is like, that these gods are watching over me
0: yeah yeah everyone needs a deity I think Mm -hmm. even if it's just like I don't think you have to believe in the deities like physical form like existing in like a different dimension but more so like sort of how what we were saying earlier that like when you dislike someone like you're like disliking that quality in yourself Mm -hmm. it's like the same thing with a deity like when you like have someone in your life who is like an emanation of a certain ideal or quality it's like mirroring that quality in yourself and you are the deity Mm
1: -hmm. you
0: know what I mean it's like it's like a self that you're projecting and like you can really have a whole relationship there it's quite interesting
1: yes like whenever I see it's kind of like shifting your perspective as well like once you understand that too like, once I see, like, a really pretty girl, like, I don't compare myself to her anymore. I'm just, like, wow, she's bad. I'm so happy that, like, I can recognize that. You know what I mean? So it's, like, I have, like, the, the capacity to, like, recognize how beautiful someone is. So, and then I, like, I love that about myself.
0: Oh, it's the best feeling to... Has this ever happened to you that you, like, walk past a pretty girl on the street and you both, like, smile at each other? in a certain way where you, like, both, like, know the secret and it's kind of, like, have a good
1: day, sister. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, like, I was at the coffee shop the other day and um, I was just, like, vibing, like, listening to music, like, writing an essay and this girl, like, comes up to me and she was, like, can you watch my stuff? And I was, like, just so struck because I was, like, wow, you're so pretty, like, thank you for entrusting me, you know, like, (laughs) out of all the people in here, like, you saw me and was, like... Like, you could have asked someone next to you, but you decided to ask me. So I thought that was nice.
0: Yeah. Real, I recognize real. Mm. Also, watching someone's stuff, like, guarding their stuff is such a fun side mission.
1: Right? Like, I feel like, okay, this is my job right now. No one can take this person's stuff. I'm going to guard it with my freaking life. Yeah, with my life.
0: <laughs> All right. It's time to go, you guys. Bye. Have a good, have a good day. Goodbye. Love you. Thank you.